0: second shrink podcast we're back tuesday june 23rd big day today um usually i try to save the sports episode for more in the middle of the week but i big day today what else do you want me to say like you're not going to miss the birth of your firstborn that's what's going to happen or at least we hope with the detroit pistons and Cade cunningham tonight tonight the nba draft lottery words pistons fans <laughs> probably don't like to hear i mean Pistons, Red Wings, you fucking name it. When I hear NBA draft lottery, the first things that come to mind, disappointment, um, professional sports being rigged, uh, you know, sadness, like uh, kind of a woe is me, like <laughs> nothing ever goes our way type attitude, not the attitude to have. It should be a positive vibes only. Cade Cunningham, red, white, and blue. Him tweeting, I love Detroit, Lafayette, Coney Island. I, I, I've, It was meant to be here. That's what you should be thinking. But as a Detroit fan, when you hear the words, or just draft lottery, it's nightmares, um, weird clowns with knives. It's the movie scream when you're like six and the mask is still a little bit scary. Um, It's not good. It's not fun memories. It's cold sweats. It's waking up in the middle of the night because you have to pee. It's just like shitty, just shitty things. It's not waking up in the morning and you have five bucks under your pillow from your tooth. You left there. It's not good times draft lottery equals bad usually, but today's a huge day for the stones. I, so usually if you, if you've known me or have been around for the red wings, draft lottery and the previous Pistons one, usually I'm Mr. You know, nothing can go wrong. Detroit's time has finally come. We, we endured all these shit years now we now's the payoff. Now is why we watched all these teams be a joke for five years. Now's the payoff. That's usually me. It's Mr. Number One overall. It's positive vibes only. It's Alexi Lafreniere and the winged wheel, right? It's moving up from whatever we were last year, six into the top three. It's LaMelo Ball as a piston. It's Cade Cunningham as a piston. It's Chase Young as a lion. I was trying to speak that shit into existence. Usually I'm I'm Mr. Manifest season. Mister, if you say it enough, it will be true. If you think about it enough, it will be true. I'm 0 for 3, 0 for 4 maybe (laughs) using that method. Uh, Whiffed on Chase Young. Uh, Whiffed majorly on Alexi Lafreniere. The opposite, really. My manifesting of Alexi Lafreniere and her winged wheel couldn't have been worse. Couldn't have been more the opposite of what we needed for Detroit. So, you know, you tell me. And then last year, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, we make a splash in the lottery. Fall fell a spot, I think, or stayed the same. No work, nothing wrong with Killian, but you know, didn't work out. I wasn't my manifesting was all for naught. So it's tough this this time around. It's tough to get up for it. It's tough to sit here and say, "Cade's good. Cade's ours. Cade's today's the day we get Cade Cunningham." It's tough to do that after the heartbreak, after just inexplicably, both the Red Wings and the Pistons, in however many years each of them have had it, just have never moved up? Like, that doesn't seem... I know it's all, quote-unquote, statistics and probabilities. What's the probability of that? That both teams have never moved up? What's the probability of that? And I know it's got to be less than, like, 1%, because that shit's fucking impossible. It's got to be less than 1%. So it's tough to get fired up. It's tough to get fired up when the, the it at times... At times, the deck seems a little bit stacked. Like NBA, for the love of fucking God, why do we not do the ping pong balls on live television? Or NHL, same deal. I think the NBA actually may. The NHL doesn't. Like, why is it, oh, that's weird. The Chicago Bulls moved up last year. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Who would have thought the Chicago Bulls? It's not like, they're, like the NBA would love for them to be good. And that's the other thing that gets me fucking wound up about it, wound up. If you were rigging the, if you're rigging it, listen, Adam Silver. Between you and me, Gary Bettman, guys, closed door meeting. No one's gonna hear a word about this. It's not gonna be on my podcast. If we want to rig the NBA, if we want to prop up the major markets, I know Detroit's not New York or L.A. I get that. Not not Chicago. I understand. Pretty put, fucking big though. Huge sports city. Enormous sports markets. Like the Pistons, pretty iconic franchise. Three championships. That's more than most. Some legendary teams, the bad boys, like, fucking have a chapter in the history of the NBA. Um, The going-to-work Pistons, fucking Ben Wallace, legend. Chauncey Billups, legend. Rip the mask, fucking legend. Tayshaun, Malice at the Palace, the block. Yeah, some history there in Detroit. Just a little bit of history. Pretty bit like basketball town. Pistons fans, I always quote Ryan Russell on this. When, if things were good in Detroit going to a Pistons game would be like people in fucking Bozeman, Montana would be watching the NBA saying, damn, I want to go to a Detroit Pistons game. And then the Red Wings, what do you have to say? They're top three, most iconic franchise in the NHL. So guys, if we're going to stack the deck, I get it. We got to fucking sell tickets. We got to pull viewers on the TV deal. We got to sell jerseys. I fucking listen, man, I get it. Detroit will help you do that. I promise if you're going to stick like cut us in or, or, stack the deck, cut us in Detroit. It'll be nice to have a like Detroit going crazy. That'll help you out. I promise you. So it's tough. It's tough to get the, uh, to get the, the motivation up. But today is a huge day. I, I know I spent a lot of time on the lottery already. I want to get into obviously the Pistons. Um, so I said at the beginning, today's going to be all sports because I got to talk about it. Got to talk about the lottery. So why not do it all at once? Hopefully the last time. Um, this is on airs coming close to the last, the, the sports episodes are on this feed before they move over the, over to the Detroiter. So look out for that. And as well, we're going to do Pistons, nothing really with the Tigs. nothing lions, red wings, nothing. Um, I do want to just a, a scotch, just a scotch on Michigan state and Mel Tucker. I know I neglect Michigan. I don't care as much. Like give me topics to talk about with Michigan. I'd be happy to, I just want to do a scotch on MSU recruiting and Mel Tucker just a skosh so back to the stones I will say even though it's tough to get excited and it's tough to be like oh man this is the year we're moving up this is the year everything pays off this is the year all those bad years are worth it this is the year where the universe works in our favor and we get Cade Cunningham or even Evan Mobley or even fucking Jalen Green or Suggs this is the year this is the year Even though it's tough to get to that point just based on the past and based on the history and patterns with this shit and Detroit teams, this is, no matter what happens tonight, this is, for me, for me, as you know, not like a diehard Stones fan. Very casual. Very casual about the NBA in general. Even more casual about the fucking Pistons because they're unwatchable always. This is the most excited and feels like the biggest – uh, momentous, monumental, <laughs> of a day in a long time for Detroit for the Pistons. That is when I, if I say Detroit, I, we're strictly strictly Pistons. It feels like the biggest day in a long time, a big make or break, like timeline day. This is when we're fucking. This is Back to the Future. We got the or the. Uh, it's not, it's, I almost said the Mandalorian. What's that fucking thing called? The what's the name of that car? Not the Mandalorian, the McLaurin, 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 Is that it? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? The car from back to the future. This is the day we can either speed up the rebuild by a year. This is the day we can stay right on cue. The DeLorean, that's what it was. This is the day we can stay right on cue with the rebuild. Or this is the day we could possibly get set back on the rebuild. For the first time in a long time, obviously the Pistons season, they finish, whatever we are, sixth worst in the NBA, not very good. But for the first time, there's hope. I've talked about this a lot too during the seasons, especially Red Wings and Pistons. There was hope. You had some young guys making plays. You had young guys showing promise. We weren't just stuck in the same fucking simulation loop of, eh, like, okay, guys that, like, eh, they kind of put up stats. Eh, maybe they'll make an eight seed but they're all in their prime or older. They're not like great. We're never going to win with them. They're never going to be enough to lure a big free agent here. They're never going to be enough to get a first overall pick. This is the first time where it feels like we have some momentum. We have some, a plan. We have a blueprint. Things are going in the right direction. I mean, all those years, the car was stuck in the fucking mud, dude. It was, we're in quicksand brother. We were in quicksand and we were like swimming and struggling to get out. Which everyone knows: if you, the more you struggle in quicksand, guys, the more you struggle in quicksand, the further, the faster you're gonna sink. Everybody knows that. That's what we were doing. Oh, fucking, let's go get Blake. Oh, Andre Drummond. I don't know. He gets 20 rebounds a game, though. Like we're we're struggling. We're doing the fucking backstroke through quicksand, guys. For the first time, it feels like we're on the swing. And right now, if we're on a pendulum or a swing, right now we're right at the bottom. And if we get move up tomorrow, or today, I mean, and we get a top three, top four pick, that pendulum gets a little kick in the ass. That pendulum, it crosses the ha- the threshold, and now we're going up. We get fucked over, like history would would say. Maybe that pendulum hits a little hitch, pauses for a second at the bottom. Today is a timeline day, and I'm excited. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, Cade's ours, Evan Mobley's ours. I'm excited no matter what happens. Top six, you're going to get a decent player regardless. Obviously, there's a big difference between Cade Cunningham and fucking, I don't know, Jonathan Kuminga or whoever else it would be. There's a big difference there for sure. But we're going to get a solid player, a guy who will be a part of a rotation, a guy who will give valuable minutes, a guy who's going to bring something to the table more than anything. And I know the Pistons draft history, we've all seen it. Oh, they passed on Booker Giannis. I fucking, we get it guys. We get it. We've seen the charts. We've seen the graphics. I get it. We drafted Darko in in a draft where the top 10 picks were all hall of famers. I fucking understand. Be nice to Darko too, by the way. I understand. But this year we got Troy Weaver. That's the difference. We got a guy who was here for, what, a cup of coffee, ran an NBA draft, and picked up three rookies in the first round, two of them being surprises, pleasant surprises, like punching above their weight. I mean, Sadiq Bey was first-team all-rookie. What did we take him, like 19 overall or something, 13 overall? Sadiq Bey was first-team all-rookie. He wasn't supposed to be that. He wasn't supposed to be that. That, You know who's supposed to be all-rookie? Guys you take in the top five. Guys you take in the top ten. Sadiq Bey, all-rookie. Isaiah Stewart, I think we took him 18 or 19. Second-team all-rookie. You're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to perform like they did, and I know they're not contending with other, you know, they're not playing with Giannis. They're not playing with fucking AD and Embiid. They're not getting their rebounds taken. They're not getting their points taken, whatever. But still, that means something. These guys, you watch them, too. The few games I watch the Pistons. Isaiah Stewart, dude. Isaiah Stewart just plays like a junkyard dog. Isaiah Stewart's out there like, I literally don't give a fuck who you put in front of me. I'm going to bust their ass. I'm going to be in their kitchen. when loser draw, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know that they were playing Isaiah Stewart all night. How could you not love that, no matter where you are? And then you think about the fact that he's in Detroit. The bad boys, the physicality, Ben Wallace, just the mentality and the attitude of the city, just like, fuck you, tough, we're going to get it done. How could you not? And then you look at Sadiq Bay, defender, long, smokes three balls, wakes up, eats breakfast, and smokes a pack of three balls. Just all day, has sex, smokes a pack of three balls just because he likes it. This dude can score with the best of them. Not really, but we're, we're positive vibes. We're hyping these guys up. And Killian, the way he plays. Not the ideal season for Killian, right? He was hurt a lot of it. But you see flashes too, even him. I've said it so many fucking times. He reminds me of Cassius Winston. Oh, Cassius stinks in the NBA. Uh." Bro, shut up. They're play styles. Cassius at MSU the way he plays. Cassius was better at MSU than Killian was in Detroit this year, sure. But they play the same way, looking for that pass. So smart where the rotations are coming from. Fake one to make one. Anticipation. Always looking to get other people open. And guess what? Killian defends, dude. You have a 19 year old kid that is just going to go out there and bust his ass on defense, seven overall pick, and he's going to bust his ass defensively. And since he's whatever, six four, and he's lanky, him busting his ass on defense kind of annoys the other team's point guard. So you're telling me we got three rookies that all can defend. Two of them were on the all rookie teams. One of them can just score. The other one gets rebounds and just busts ass and plays defense. And the third one throws dimes. Oh, and two of them are 19. This is the most excited or the most positive stage the Pistons have been in, honestly, in my like fandom, in my sports fandom life. I didn't really care about those going to work teams as much as I hate to say it. This is it. This is it, dude. This is it for the Pistons. Imagine if they get Cade Cunningham tonight. Imagine Here we go. Here we go. Imagine if they get Cade Cunningham tonight. Now you have a point guard. Now you have a shooting guard who can also handle it. Now you have a three. Now you have a five, four, five. Dude, you're gonna get another high draft pick. That's the thing. Next year, your team will be better. This year, sure, those guys all get a year older. The veterans are around. I Jeremy Grant and all those dudes were quote unquote hurt, wink, wink. At the end of the year last year, they'll come back. You're you're not gonna get the first overall pick. You'll get a you'll get a lottery pick though next year with that team. You'll get a lottery pick. Add one more piece. All of a sudden, oh man, free agency. Oh, free agency. All right. Well, let's think about it now. This Troy Weaver guy. He's only been there year, two years. He's made some nice moves. He's drafted some nice players. He's given up I mean, the Jeremy Grant contract in retrospect this year. That's a steal. He's given up some good contracts. He's got the pistons going in the right direction for the first time in a long time. He has the pistons. Maybe a team you want to watch. All of a sudden, maybe you want to watch Killian and Cade Cunningham play. And then you want to watch Isaiah Stewart just bust his ass on defense. And you want to watch Sadiq Bay hit six threes and a half. Maybe that thing's maybe you're into that. If you are, all of a sudden the pistons start to gather a little momentum. Basketball city, sports city, iconic franchise haven't been good in a while, something to build there. Like you're not just joining the Lakers. You're not just going to the Warriors. All of a sudden they haven't, you know, it's been a little while. Starting kind of from scratch. You come in, you can, you can teach all these new guys. You can play with some younger energy. You can play with guys who are hungry, who are still trying to prove themselves, who want to win. You can play with guys who are going to play defense because that's just the way they are. All of a sudden, Detroit's not such a bad free agent location. I know it's Detroit. It's fucking cold. People shit on it or people love to shit on it. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Real ones know. Real ones know the attitude. Real ones know people from Detroit. Real ones know how it is out here. Interesting time. Interesting time for the Detroit Pistons. I'm excited. I'm trying to keep my hopes at bay. I'm trying not to tell myself we're getting Cade or we're getting Mobley. I'm trying to keep it, you know, I'm trying to keep it under wraps. I am. I am. It's hard not to get excited. And like I said, I'm not a huge Pistons guy. If you're if you're Mr. Piston, if you're watching these fucking third-worst team in the NBA seasons, if you're going through that and putting yourself through that, I can't imagine how excited you are. If, if the Pistons didn't have a fucking first-round pick this year, how could you not be excited for the guys we got coming back next year? How could you not be excited for Killian Hayes? To play a full season, to, he now he has some experience. Now he knows what he needs to work on. He can practice all offseason with other NBA guys. How could you not be excited for him to come back, Isaiah Stewart? You're a fucking freak, buddy. You play defense and your rebound. Now let's let's start mixing up some offense. And he had a couple flashes last year, hitting a three or maybe a euro. Let's start working the offense, Sadiq Bay. You fucking light it up from three, bud, and you are a clamp. You're a human clamp. Your your dad in his wood shop. He's got a Sadiq bay holding down that two by four. He's drilling a hole in. Now, Sadiq, I don't know. Let's put let's work on your post moves. Let's work on drawing fouls. Let's work on passing. Let's work on ball handling. Like, oh, and Isaiah Stewart and Killian Hayes may grow because they're only 19. Even if we didn't have a first round pick this year, how could you not be excited for the Stones? How could you not? Honestly. And Troy Weaver, he may work some more magic. All of a sudden, oh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's a good player, NBA. A lot of teams, they could use him. There's a lot of teams out there that could use a wing or use another guy that can score. Dallas, I'm looking at you. I said this last year, Dallas, how do you not have a wing? How do you not have a guy exactly like Jeremy Grant that can get a bucket if you need it and is just long and can play defense when he wants to? How do you not have a guy like that? Josh Jackson played a little, you know, he was cooking a bit. Maybe we get a pick for him. Like Cade Cunningham would be massive. I think if we stay where we are in six, you know, whatever, we'll see the train rolls on kind of. If we pick in the top three tonight, the momentum, we'll obviously see what happens. We'll only know with time, but the momentum behind the Pistons, I think will be at an all-time high, at least like, I don't, in the last 10 years, dude. In the last 10 years, I don't, were people excited about Blake? When the Blake thing happened, I was like, that fucking sucks. So we're <laughs> now, now we have to wait three more years before we're good. We just sacrificed the future to be still okay now. That seems fucking stupid. In the last 10 years, this will be if we get Cade, if we get Mobley, if we get, I want Jalen Green at three. This will be the most momentum that's been behind the Pistons in, in 10 years, I think. I mean, this city wants a winner so fucking bad. And things are looking up. You know, the Tigers, the rotation starting to come along. Torque, Riley Green, some guys in the, with bats in the minors. Red Wings, prospects out the wazoo, like the third best farm system or whatever. Um, minor league system in, in the NHL. They've got some guys coming up next year. And then the Pistons, they've got three rookie or three sophomore guys and a rookie. Oh, and the rookie is Evan Mobley, or the rookie's Cade Cunningham, and they've got calf space to play with. It's exciting. You gotta, I mean, I'm trying I'm, listen, I'm trying. I'm trying not to get too fired up. But but here's what's gonna happen. The Detroit Pistons tonight, the Detroit Pistons are gonna win the NBA draft lottery, and they're gonna take Cade Cunningham at one-one. That's exactly what's gonna happen. There I said it. There I said it. It's fucking time. It's Detroit's time. We are so due. We need a break. The lottery has gone so bad. It's bound to go well. Quota. Quota. We're at a reverse quota. Give me Cade Cunningham, baby. Give me Cade Cunningham. Let those rookies progress another year. The Pistons will be an interesting team. They're not going to win anything still. People will tune into the Pistons. Like, if they have that squad, we got Cade Cunningham. I'm going to watch a few Pistons games next year. I promise you that. It'll be an interesting team. They'll get talked about. People are going to start to say, oh man, Detroit, like they got a nice, even if Killian, Sadiq and and Isaiah, all they turn into are role guys. All right, this Cade Cunningham guy, maybe he's not even a superstar, but he's real good. He's top 30, top 40 guy. All of a sudden, superstar looks at Detroit. Hey, we could do something there. We could do something in Detroit. Why not? Why not, dude? We could do something there. I'm telling, we're going to have money, the fucking Henry Ford Pistons Athletic Center or whatever, their new facility. It's the biggest, the nicest, the most expensive one in the entire NBA. Lakers, suck on that. Celtics, who gives a fuck about your facility? The next, do they even have a facility? There are a lot of reasons to be excited about the Detroit Pistons right now. And if they finish, if they win something, if they move up and they have a top three pick in the NBA draft, (laughs) <laughs> things are going to get interesting in detroit baby i'm excited this is this is the most i've wanted to talk about the stones like this is the first time genuinely i think that i've wanted to come on here like i came home or, or i was walking around all day today like dude i i gotta talk about the stones i gotta talk about the lottery i gotta talk about the guys we have the future like just the ex- the fact that fucking things look good just the fact that there's a little bit to be excited about. Like, we're not going to win it all. We're not getting LeBron James, but there's a little bit to ex- to be excited about. I wanted to do it. It's a good fucking feeling, dude. Like, give me Cade Cunningham. Give me a top three pick and, and make me, fucking force me to tune in for like 20 games next year. Fucking shove the remote down my throat and, and stick your hand down my throat and turn it to the Pistons game. That's how much I want to be forced. Give it to me top three pick. Give it to me. That sounded weird. Now that I heard it, give me, give it to me. Kate Cunningham, the pick. (laughs) I just kept getting worse. All right. Ah, Big day for the stones. Powerful day. Powerful day. Quick break. Do a little MSU football, MSU recruiting. And then just touch on the NBA. Crazy fucking playoff weekend. Game sevens. Both were unreal. Both great endings. Both great performances. I love sports. I just want to talk about how, how, like how much I love sports, really. I could give a shit about the games. Quick break, we'll be back with that. Okay. This NBA stuff. We got to start with that. The games this weekend, the Bucks Nets game, followed by the Sixers Hawks game. I feel like I cannot believe we got those games in a row. Are you kidding me? Dude, are you kidding me? Back-to-back game 7s, both down to the wire, both like, I know Trey young played like shit, but he played great down the stretch. He iced that game, dude. He was frozen. Honey, where is my sopa suit? My man's was straight cooling on them boys. That deep three bought <laughs> dagger, dagger, Ben Simmons, my fucking friend. I don't know how you're in the NBA. I Okay, you can't shoot a three, fine. Fine, not everyone can. Okay, you can't shoot a free throw, really? Ben, you're in the NBA and you're a guard. You can't shoot a free throw? That's fucked up. But, okay, you're telling me, Ben Simmons, you're telling me you can't dunk it or you don't want to? Bro, you're 6'10". Your arms are fucking longer than my entire body. You can jump over the basket. You're a foot away from it, brother. And Trey Young, who's like my height, is the only guy in your way. You have to dunk the basketball, Ben. I, I, I feel bad for him because he is getting roasted on Twitter, I, rightfully so. How are you a, a, like a max contract guy? How are you banging a fucking Kardashian how are you? I mean, she never loved him. How are you, six ten, and can jump and a point guard, and you can't shoot, you can't make free throws, and you don't want to dunk it? How are you in the NBA, Ben? You, whatever the whatever's going on in Ben Simmons's head, I'd I'd love to have him on and talk him through it. Whatever's going on in his head, he needs to figure it out. That was sad. Embiid even, Embiid was good too, though. That's the thing. Like Embiid played fine in that series. Trey Young, that dude is an absolute fucking killer. Kevin Herter, too. Kevin, Kevin Herter, the Maryland boy. The Maryland boy. I feel like I've been with Herter from the start. Shout out to Ange. Watching Maryland all through the state years. Got a heavy dose of Kevin Herter, dude. That guy was putting in work in college. Big Ten fans know. Big Ten fans know. Roommates of Maryland fans know even more. That dude. That dude was – he was a solid player in college. He came out. He could shoot threes. The effort guy knows what he's doing, can dribble it, can defend. Fuck yeah, he's going to be a decent NBA player. That was hilarious to see. The process. How many years have the process has it been? Like five years? Four or five years of the process? Three straight years of, I think, being the worst team in the NBA? Trust the process. Trust the process. Failure after failure. Loss after loss. Trust the process. And the process – You know what the process was? The process was fucking showboating and running your mouth on Twitter and banging Kardashians and losing games and telling you to trust the process, all leading up to getting buried by Kevin Herter, by getting buried by a guy who looks like he should be running a family video. That's what the process was. That is the result of the process. What a fucking shame for Philly fans. I don't know if I feel bad because Philly fans, it's like, you know, everyone, the the scumbag Philly fans. I mean, someone threw a can on the court, scumbag move, no doubt. Also, they just won a Super Bowl, but man, sad day. Sad day if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Years of investment into that, years of investment into that team, time, patience, all for what? Fucking Kevin Herter to drop his sweaty red nut sack on you. Whew. Pain. Pain. What a game, though. What a game. What a series. Now, if you're Philly, Ben Simmons, you're gone. Atlanta, we'll see what they can do, dude. Atlanta's interesting. I mean, fuck, everyone's saying Milwaukee should blow the doors off them, but it's like Atlanta shouldn't be here. Atlanta shouldn't have made it this far, and they have. Trey Young doesn't give a fuck who he's going up against. He doesn't care how loud the building is. It's tough to count Atlanta out. And then the other game, Kevin Durant, what an absolute legend that guy is. Giannis, beast, absolute monster, absolute freak. Kevin Durant, I mean, that it, that's what's crazy about it. The Bucks won game seven. They're moving on. Brooklyn's going home. And the story of that game has to be Kevin Durant. It has to be. Even with Giannis had an outstanding game. Giannis finally kind of, I mean, he needs to make the finals, but break him through a bit, beating another big-time, bona fide superstar. Right when everyone thought, oh, shit, that's the end. It's some, now, it's, now it's, oh, Giannis isn't a winner. Now it's, do they break up Milwaukee? Now all these questions arise, all these narratives. Giannis starts getting dragged through the mud right when it's there. Giannis breaks through Eastern conference finals. And I just mentioned against the Hawks, a team many think they should have no problem with sure. Certainly won't have an answer for Giannis. And the story still somehow is Kevin Durant. That's what's unbelievable. I mean, that guy, there is so much to say about him beginning with, he doesn't even like, how is he a human? That guy is like what they base Slenderman off in Minecraft. You know, those fucking things they, it's like they saw Kevin Durant and were like, Oh shit. Those are kind of weird looking. Let's make them look like that. (laughs) The fact that this dude's seven feet tall and just whips the ball around like it's on a string. The fact that he's seven feet tall, he's just moving side to side, back and forth effortlessly. He's seven feet tall, and he still puts the ball four more feet in the air to shoot it. And he's seven feet tall, and he doesn't miss when he shoots it. This guy was put on the planet Earth to put a round object, a spherical object, into another round object. That's the reason he was put on Earth. This dude is unreal. Like He he truly is a machine. he He's the definition of a professional scorer. He can get any shot he wants at any time. He can shoot an open jump shot any fucking time he wants, and he's going to make it, dude. He is so nasty. That shot he hit at the end of regulation, the turnaround fadeaway, one of those in the moment, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just silences you. He just says, what's up? I didn't hear you. What's up? How about you you stuff that in your crockett and smoke it? <laughs> What's up? I didn't hear you, Kevin Durant. Turn around, fade away, fucking rattle at home to go to overtime. Are you kidding me, dude? That was disgusting. One of the more nothing I don't think it's gonna be tough for me for games I've seen live, for moments I've seen happen. Nothing. I don't think we'll ever beat the Dame shot to send KC home. That was. I watched that game. I stayed up for that game. That was. I'll never forget it. But man, that Kevin Durant shot—it's crazy. Just the way. Oh, the storybook ending. Oh, you know, momentum. Kevin Durant legacy. Kevin Durant's you know story of of his career and his Hall of Fame case. When he made that shot, it seemed. Oh, okay. So the Bucks or the Nets win. There's no possible way that Kevin Durant allows them to lose that game. There's no possible way the basketball gods, there's no possible way Hollywood and movies and everything we've been told in the universe, there's no possible way the Bucks lose that game after a shot like that, after a game, the whole game he played like that. And it still wasn't enough. Crazy. That game, one of the best basketball games I've ever watched Um, one of the best game sevens I've ever watched. One of the most fun games I've ever watched from start to finish too. It wasn't just, uh, it it was kind of boring and then it heated up the whole fucking game back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Giannis was crazy. Giannis was unstoppable. Giannis was just lowering his shoulder, Euro stepping all fucking over laying. He was the only one getting rebounds for Milwaukee. He's playing defense. And he's not even the main story. What an absolute just pleasure of a game to watch. Those games, both of those games with everything that was on the line for those teams, everything was on the line for Milwaukee. Brooklyn, it's year one. Harden's banged up. No Kyrie. Like they don't, you know, Brooklyn doesn't need to win it this year before they start to get the pressure applied. Milwaukee does. Philly did. Hawks, no one's expecting anything of. They're kind of People are surprised the Hawks are even at this point. Trey Young's kind of developed into a character. He's become the villain. He's fucking – he's yelling at crowds to shut the fuck up. He's taking bows at MSG. He's chirping. He's fighting with Ben Simmons every loose ball. Philly needs it. What Just the the narratives behind both of those series, the back and forth of them, the game sevens, just both being classics, the, the player arcs for each guy. It's like character arcs except with their play. It's truly, it's why you love sports. It's why you love sports. I mean, you can even just look at Milwaukee and Philly. In a nutshell, Philly, you both of these teams as fans, you invest so much time. You care so much when they get rookies, when they make trades, when guys have a good game and show you something. You care and you get so invested and you talk yourself into it, kind of like I did with Cade. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. Finally, we're going to win one. Philly, they've been waiting for five fucking years, dude. They have a slogan that's that's brainwashed their fans into being okay with being dog shit. They have a slogan. They have a slogan. And the whole the whole point of the slogan is one day it'll pay off, and it didn't. Milwaukee, they're the same boat. They don't have a slogan. They've had this superstar for so long. They've come close a couple times. They've always been one piece away. They made the trade for what they thought was that one piece. If they lose the year one Brooklyn and LeBron's out, oh, my God. Like Those Milwaukee fans right now, they're on cloud nine. Everything they've been through, it's paying off. It's They're right where they want to be. They have a path. They see it. And Philly, it's back to square one, man. That's why you fucking love sports. And then you, and then we haven't even started talking about the games. We haven't even started talking about how unbelievable these guys are just at basketball, how fun it is to watch them pass and shoot and dribble fucking the back and forth of the game. Like you're on the edge of your seat every, every five seconds. You think someone else is going to win. Guys are making last second shots, just history book shots to keep the thing going. It's why you love sports, dude. It this this weekend in the NBA was the definition of why sports fucking rule. I cannot imagine. I said this right after the Hawks game. Cannot imagine not liking sports. I cannot imagine not liking sports. It was unreal. Looking forward to the next rounds, baby. Looking forward to the next rounds. I kind of want the Hawks to win now. I'm kind of a Trey Young guy just because he's A, they're the underdogs. B, he's just like, fuck you guys. I don't care. I'm here. You all counted me out. Fuck you. Kind of like him. Phoenix is sick too. I like the. I do like how it's Phoenix, Milwaukee, <sighs> Atlanta, <laughs> and the Clippers. Teams that haven't won. Teams that like don't have storied success. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see who wins. Kind of want Phoenix or ATL. Phoenix ATL final would be fucking sick. All right, Mel Tucker. Let me take a quick, quick little sipski of water. Mel Tucker. I don't want to spend a ton of time. This is the last thing we're going to do, and then I'll call it a day. Mel Tucker, he's been pulling in recruits, I think a few in the last week and a half, two weeks maybe, maybe three of them, which is great. He's getting guys. He's getting guys from Georgia. He's getting guys from Florida. He's getting guys from fucking Cali, I think. Arizona. I love Mel Tucker. Anytime I've talked about Mel Tucker, it's been I love this guy. I'm so in. States winning a natty. I can't. I already bought tickets to the Rose Bowl. Um, every time I talk about him, every time I think about him, I get butterflies. <laughs> it's been nothing but positive. It's been nothing but in on Tuck. I will say. Now, while this this is year one, I guess when you think about it like that, this is year one. Uh, that whole pandemic. He comes in in a pandemic. He can't recruit. He can't have visits you know, tough to count that. So I'm counting this as year one, I guess, when you think about it that way, it's a little better, but even though he's getting recruits, I got to say, even though he's getting recruits and it's nice and yeah, maybe a three-star from Florida is better than a three-star from Michigan. Can we get a few four stars? Is it too early? It may be too impatient of me to say it, but can we get a few four stars? Like that, one of the quarterbacks we were in on just committed to West Virginia today. I saw. Can we get a couple? Like, just give me like two or three. Four would be awesome, but give me like two or three, four stars. I know. I know by the narrative, if you, if thinking about it, which I do believe, certainly in terms of record, like last year on his resume, and oh, he won this many, shouldn't even exist, shouldn't even be on there. And I know it should be the same for recruiting because what? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he finally was able to host recruits. His whole thing is recruiting. If you can't recruit to East Lansing, you probably can't recruit. He said that, not me. He's changing the culture. Once they get here, some of these guys are going to commit. They're going to love the vibe, the energy. I, I believe you, Mel. I'm in it. I want to go there. I said fucking last week, I don't even want to play football. I just want to go take sweet-ass pictures at an MSU visit. That's all. But can we get a couple fours? Like... I, I know it's real early, and I think next year is really when it's going to start. Certainly, I think even this year on the field, he'll still get a pass. It'll be like whatever. I mean, be better, be more competitive, be like 500, but I still think he'll get a pass. Next year is when the recruiting is going to start, when it's going to be, all right, Mel, Like this is your third class. And again, the transfer work he's done is – I don't know if there's anyone in the country that's been better in the transfer portal, which is nice. He's adding talent. He's improving the team overnight. That's awesome. But, hey, your whole thing was recruiting. Your whole thing, building the culture. Guys are buying. They're going to love it here. They're going to feel the energy. If you can't recruit here, you can't recruit anywhere. You can hear that snapping. Next year is going to be the year where it's like, all right, fucking put your money where your mouth is. Like, we got to have a few fours. It's great. It's great that he's getting guys from all over. And I love that. Is a pro, even if they are all three stars, even if the, the class rank or the player rating is not that much better. I like getting guys from Cali. I like getting guys from Arizona, from Texas, from Florida, from everywhere. I like that. I like getting guys from everywhere. I'd prefer that than just Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. But at some point we got to bring in a little bit more talent. Like, I don't want to be too harsh, but D'Antonio was pulling in three stars. D'Antonio was pulling in the, oh, they may be ranked lower, but they're our guy. We like what we see. They're taped. They're underrated. Like, I'm still in on Mel. I'm still 100% all the way in. But a little part of me is like, all right, this is kind of the same, though. These recruits are, they kind of look the same. A lot of three stars. Like, this isn't going to be a top 25, top 30 class. This might even up. this might not even be a top 40 class as it stands, like, Mel, you're 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 synonymous with recruiting. That's why you got hired. That's why you got that big old house with the basketball court in it so you can recruit 18-year-old fucking savages to play football at Michigan State. I'm still patient. He still has all the time in the world. This year, for me, is year one. Next year is when it really, you know, that's when maybe I'm not going to be Mr. Mel Tucker all the, all the time. But a little part of me already, it's like, like give me, get a couple, get like two, four stars in this class. Don't just feed me D'Antonio and tell me it's Mel. That's kind of how it feels right now. Like just three stars. Oh, they're they're you know we love the tape. They look at their offer sheet, dude. Ohio State doesn't recruit guys because oh they're they're kind of guy and they love the offer sheet. They recruit guys because they're the best football players in the country, and that's who we're competing with. I mean that's the expectation I have for Mel fucking beat Ohio State. Fucking go to Indy, win it, win a Rose Bowl, win Natty's, like why wouldn't that be your expectation? Obviously, not right now. 3, 4 years from now, beat Ohio State. Fucking win. Go to Indy. Play in the Rose Bowl. Make the college football playoff. Beat Michigan beat Penn State like why wouldn't that be your expectation are we going to do that with the same guys with the same type of guys I don't know again I'm still all in on Mel I still couldn't be more confident but a tiny bit of me is like show me a little bit show me something like just give me a flash similar to the pistons in the wings with the young guys like just give me fucking give me something give me a four-star to fire me back up it's cool that he's getting commits and I love guys from Florida like I said but Give me something. Give me like a flagship where it's like, all right, that that happened because of Mel Tucker. D'Antonio wouldn't do that. As it stands right now, why couldn't D'Antonio do this? I think State's highest recruits like in the 500s, D'Antonio could do that. Give me something that I can point at and say, that's because of Mel Tucker. That guy's going to wear the green and white because of Mel Tucker. He would not be here if it wasn't Mel Tucker. Give me that. Give me just a flagship, something I can point to and hang your hat on now. Still all in, but a little bit. It's like, hey, it's recruiting and we're still doing the same thing. All right. That's all I got today. Like I said, hopefully the last or second to last sports episode on this feed before the Detroiter is up and running. As always, please rate and review the podcast. That helps it get shared and people see it more. If it has more ratings and more reviews, please rate and review. Please subscribe. Um, tell your friends, spread the word. Like I listen, I know. I listen to podcasts, that's why I did it. There's not like a great Detroit sports podcast out there. You don't want to listen to fucking ESPN guys tell you statistics and analytics. Barstool doesn't have a Detroit sports podcast. Like, spread the word. Let's get this thing going a bit, baby. As always, on Twitter at Nick Second String, on Instagram at the period seconds, period string, the Second string Detroit at gmail.com appreciate everyone listening i'm excited pistons huge day huge day for the stones <sighs> hopefully we hopefully i br- I bear good news tomorrow all right that's all i got today talk to you guys tomorrow